Hello and welcome to the Let's Grow podcast. I truly think that when we start changing the way we look at things, the things we look at change and we can help improve the quality of our lives from there. So I'm excited about this episode today. One question I want to ask you is if you ever feel like you have a never-ending list of things to do and yet you're not getting to the things you actually want to do in order to work towards some of your goals in life. So in terms of managing our time and all of the items on our to-do list, how do we know which ones to do first? How can we get things done that will actually make a difference in the quality of our lives versus feeling like we are on some sort of hamster wheel and we're not really getting anywhere? Today, I'll be reading key points I pulled out from an hour-long podcast interview with Lewis Howes, who has the School of Greatness podcast, and his interview with Rory Vaden. He's a New York Times bestselling author of a book called Take the Stairs, which was number one in the Wall Street Journal, number one on USA Today, number one on Amazon, and a number two New York Times bestseller that has been translated into 11 languages. Rory also has been listed as one of the top 30 leadership bloggers in the world by Alexa and formerly hosted a podcast listed by Inc. Magazine, as the number one best business podcast. He's got a lot of interesting things to say and new ways of looking at things. I really got a lot out of this, listening to this interview, and hopefully you will too when I tell you all of the important points that Rory makes. So let's get to it and grow our thinking. Rory starts out by saying, what if everything we knew about time management is wrong? Because if you think about it, he says, there is no such thing as time management. There is only self-management, management of ourselves. Rory says how everything that exists in our lives, we've said yes to in some way. We are not victims of time, so it is our responsibility and we have the power to change it. He explains how we've been taught to think about time in a very linear way, and yet the world today is much more multidimensional. No matter how fast we move, we all know that like the amount of busy work we seem to have always expands to fill the time available. Like quicksand, the faster you go, the more that shows up. So prioritizing is important, Rory says, but the majority of us are still overwhelmed even with that prioritizing type of thinking. So there must be something missing. What we have found, he says, in ultra performers and time multipliers is that they are doing a different type of thinking. For almost all of them, it has been subconscious. They just did it instinctually. To look at that's different from how we were taught to manage time in the past is looking at how to multiply time. It's not efficiency and how fast we can get things done. And it's actually also not about prioritizing. It's all based on a significance calculation. Stephen Covey, author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which was published in 1989, presented more of a two-dimensional figure where the y-axis represents importance and the x-axis urgency. Yet Rory is explaining how multipliers are making a third calculation, and that's called the significance calculation. It's like a z-axis, and it would turn the grid more into a cube. So let's talk about the three categories. First is urgency. How soon does this matter? How soon does it have to get done? And most of us live in this world of urgency. Now importance is how much does this matter, and yet significance is different still. Significance is how long is this going to matter? What is the impact of this activity in the future? 10 days out, one year out, etc. And for me, that's the part that really resonated with me. Um, and you'll see how Roy is going to talk about how to 
maybe multiply and create more time for us in the future. And I was more looking at it as from this significance lens of how is this going to improve my quality and satisfaction of life? So what are the things I can do that right improve the quality of my life, improve my life satisfaction, help me achieve some bigger goals that I have rather than doing all like these little things day to day, all these little tasks on my list. So Rory says that this new way of thinking breaks us free from the paradigm of one day and instead thinking about tomorrow and the next day and our future. And that's what the significance calculation is all about, introducing this new calculation. So here's how we multiply time. The way you multiply time, he says, is by giving yourself emotional permission to spend time on things today that create more time tomorrow. So doing things today that create more time tomorrow. While there are certain things you can do now that will create more time in the future, there's nothing you can do to get more time inside of one day, he says. We are all limited by the 24 hours of this particular day, yet most of us think about our activities in the paradigm of just this one day. Most of us wake up and think, well, what's the most important thing I can do today for today, rather than shifting to thinking farther out? How will this either create more time for me farther out, or how will this help move me towards some bigger goals that I have? So not that it's a bad question, he asks, in terms of waking up and thinking what's the most important thing to do, or the most urgent thing to do. He says, but it's just not the one that multipliers ask. Multipliers ask, what are the things I can do today that create more time tomorrow? What can I do today to make the future better? You're literally breaking free of the urgency paradigm of what happens right here, right now, and you're introducing the significance paradigm of what's going to have the impact over the long haul. So then he gets into the process of explaining how we can decide which actions we need to do and focus on. And he introduces, you know, a visual model, a tool called the focus funnel. And you can actually look it up online. If you type in Rory Vaden focus funnel, that might help you, you know, get an idea of the process as you listen to this or even after the podcast. So the focus funnel helps people apply this. He says there are five core methods or permissions, he calls them. Because for a lot of us, he says, there are underlying feelings of guilt and fear. There are underlying emotional drivers that dictate how we spend our time more than anything on our to-do list. And you'll see what he means by this. I think it makes a lot of sense. So level one of the funnel, if you picture a funnel, right, the very top, the widest part, level one, is to eliminate. So the very first question we should be asking ourselves is, can this be eliminated? Can this task be eliminated. So for example, he says, watching TV, browsing social media. Uh, He brought up the fact that the average American watches 27 hours of TV a week. So if you watch three to four hours of TV every night, right, is there some, is there an hour that you can eliminate? Is there two hours? Is there even a half hour that you eliminate that will help create more time for you to do some of these other things that you want to do? So he says that elimination is the first opportunity to multiply time. Anything I say no to today creates more time in the future. By saying no to some things, you have the power to focus on other things that will either multiply your time or have a bigger impact and improve your life. And here's the part I love. He says, if you're not consciously saying no to the things that don't matter, you end up unconsciously saying no to the things that do matter. Okay, I'm going to read it again. If you're not consciously saying no, you're not consciously making a choice to turn the TV off, for example, or stop browsing social media, unconsciously, like you don't even realize it, unconsciously saying no to the things that do matter, because those things just won't have, right, the time. There's only 24 hours in a day. Part at the top of the funnel, eliminate. Can this, you know, thing that we do every day be eliminated? 
Okay, now after that, if it can't be eliminated, which hopefully we can find some things to cut out that aren't really helping us too much, but if it can't be eliminated, we move down to level two, which is can it be automated? Can you automate it? So he says anything you create a process for today saves you time in the future. So if you take the time to set something up today, then the process of doing that thing instead of, instead of us doing it is a way to multiply time. So for example, automatic bill pay. Now he says that some people might argue that they don't have time to sit down for you know, an hour or two hours and create pass, passwords and usernames and set up automatic bill pay. But if you spend the two hours today to get it done, then you will at some point break even in the future. And then after that, after breaking even, you will even get a return on your time invested, a return on the time that you sat down to do it today. Because now the system is doing it for you, the automatic bill pay system, for example, period. Or maybe an hour to set up automatic bill pay now. Every month, instead of doing that every month, you know, that it takes you to like go sit down at your computer, open up your mail or whatever it is. Maybe that's a half hour every month. Maybe that's an hour every month. By the time you find your mail and you sit down and you you know, type in your passwords one by one on each website, right? Over time, in just two months, you'll have made that, mo that money, that time back, right? You'll have made that time back. And then after that, for every other month, you are actually gaining an hour a month of time. Another suggestion that Rory makes is to list everything out that you need to do. And in one column is the urgency column, which is how soon does this item need to be done? And you can rate it on a scale of one to 10, for example. And in the next column, it should be significance, which is how much is the completion of this task going to matter in the future. And then what you would do is you would multiply those two numbers together, and that'll give you the importance score. And then you can arrange the activities in order of importance. So when you're thinking about the top of the funnel, right, you can like kind of start there with the, with the items that have the biggest number. You don't have to like spend all this time thinking of, oh, should I like return my Amazon packages today? Because it maybe wouldn't have gotten, you know, as big of a score when you go to give it a rating of how urgent it is. So start with those two columns and rating them and then multiplying the ratings together and then arranging the activities in that order of importance. And you can also then take them through that funnel process of either eliminating or maybe automating. Okay, now the third step of the funnel, right? If we can't eliminate the task, like watching TV, if it's not something we can just eliminate, and if it's not something we can automate, like automatic bill pay, for example, then he asks, the third step is, can you delegate it? Okay, so step three, delegate. Now here's where he said, you have to give yourself the permission of imperfect. And I feel like this is so interesting and so important. Um, my sister, for example, who I love dearly, and my nieces and my nephew, her kids, sometimes they say to her, you know, why don't you have them get their items ready for dance every day? And it might, you know, take teaching them, you know, what do I need in my dance bag, even making a checklist for their door before they leave the house, rather than, you know, she has to do it every time. And maybe when she takes the kids to dance, that's an extra 20 minutes that she has to spend, you know, getting them ready for dance or getting getting kids ready for a sport, for example. That's just That's just one example. Now, I don't have kids... So I can't say how easy that is, but I think it's interesting and I think he kind of helps structure it here. So let's see. So step three, delegate and the permission of things being imperfect. So one thing he says is that 80% done right by someone else is better than 100% done right by you. So 80% done right by someone else is better than 100% done right by me. So for example, he says, if it's easy to put your child's shoes on every day, right, then you might be just doing that every single day out of habit. 
but if you take the extra time to teach them how, then it will save you time, right? It'll multiply time for you. It'll save you time in the long run. So doing something like that now, spending time on things now that create more time in the future. So he says there's a 30x rule that says you should spend 30 times the amount of time that you do something teaching someone else how to do it. So for example, if it takes you five minutes, you should be willing to spend 150 minutes teaching someone else how to do that task and training them. Now, it never makes sense, urgency or importance-wise, to do that, right? To sit down and spend 150 minutes or two hours to do that might not be high on the list for you, but once you add in the significance calculation, which is what helps you know, either create more time for me in the future or what impacts my life more in the future and gives me some time back to do other things, because really you're doing that same task even if it's just five minutes every single day. So if you look at it over the course of a year, it's really five minutes a day. Maybe you do it every day, maybe you know half a year, who knows, but let's just say it's five minutes a day times 365 days, You know, then it's a different story. So you can think about it as like spending 150 minutes now, a little more than a couple hours now to create almost like a system for something and you'll earn you know many many more minutes back later so 150 minutes now versus you know five times 365 that's that's a big number (laughs) i did the subtractions i did the calculations and it comes out to be an extra 1675 minutes later on okay so now finally we are getting to the bottom of the funnel so after delegate which is the third level if you can't do tasks one two or three then you have to ask yourself, must this task be done now or can it wait until later? So the bottom of the funnel is you, right? Because you can't delegate it, so it's all you. So if it's if it's a task that made it through, eliminate. You can't eliminate it. You can't automate it. You can't delegate it for someone else. Then you're saying that, nope, this has to be done and it has to be done by me. So if that's the case, if it has to be done and it has to be done by you, then you have to ask yourself, must it be done now? Does it have to be done now or can it wait until later? If it must be done now, that is how you know it's significant. You know it's something that will either multiply your time or will have a greater impact on your life in the future. And if you make it to this level, if it has to be done by you and it must be done now, then you have the permission to protect it, he says. So you can't feel guilty about taking the time to do it. You know, you shouldn't be replacing it with other things. You get to this level and you have a permission to protect it now. But if you get to the bottom of the funnel, it must be done and it has to be done by you, but not necessarily right now, then you can procrastinate the permission to procrastinate. And this is expanded on more in his book, which is called Procrastinate on Purpose, that best-selling book that we talked about earlier. If you have permission to procrastinate, if it doesn't have to be done right now, you can pop it back into the top of the funnel, he says, and it kind of, and it kind of goes into this holding pattern. And so once you accomplish or decide on that thing that you say is a priority, Everything else is a distraction. So you need to focus on that one thing and eliminate, you know, the distractions. So for example, I was just thinking about some of the things that I might randomly have on my list. You know, Amazon returns popped into my head. Now that's a pretty easy errand, right? I might want to do that because, hey, it's something I need to do. I can get my coffee. I can get in the car, maybe take the dogs and we can drive to, you know, UPS and drop off my Amazon packages. But is that 45 minutes of time? Is it something I need to do today, right? Are these packages not due? for returns until two weeks from now? Should I be focusing on something that's more significant? Like for example, making this podcast episode. So need to think of it in terms of significance. Will it improve the quality of my life? So yes, I might have Amazon returns to do, but should I choose something that's more significant, right? Something that will improve my life satisfaction a little bit more and kind of help me move uh, towards some goals I have. And things 
things like that are hard to get done because they seem so big to us at first and there's so many things that we want to do. But I feel like this process really helps weed out a lot of insignificant stuff that fills our time. And once we like weed things out, things that aren't really important or urgent or need to get done right now, we're kind of like left staring at these bigger ticket items that we, we put off because we don't think we have time for, but that really will help us feel accomplished and more satisfied. So I know that was a lot. I really hope you got something out of that. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear, you know, how this might've resonated with you. If it changes the way you think about things at all, the way you think about your list and your precious, precious time, the things you want to do, the goals you have, you know, how you want to live your life, etc. So I'd love to hear from you. Please leave a comment subscribe to this podcast. I can't wait to do more episodes and continue sharing the things that I think will help us. Okay. Hope you have a great day. Bye.